Listener Production. Hello, I'm David Kosh, and welcome to Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business, a series where I guide you through the process of starting a business and getting it on the road to success. Throughout this series, I'll give you my tips on how to successfully start your own business. In the first episode of this series, I focused on you. I got you to ask yourself a series of questions to determine if you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur and whether you really understand what you're getting yourself into when starting a business. Because that dream of gaining fame and fortune from your business can become a horrible nightmare very quickly if you don't get it right. But that's where this series comes in. Knowledge can reduce the risks and the fear of failure. So if you've come here after listening to the first episode in the series, then you're ready to take the first step. So let's get stuck into it. As I mentioned in episode one, thousands of people start their first business each year. And of these people, around 80% will not be running the same business in five years. Why? Well, it almost always comes down to failing when it comes to the passion, the planning, and the support needed to start a business. Let me explain. First up, passion. As I mentioned last episode, your passion is the key ingredient that will drive your business. You can't budget for it. You can't plan for it. It just has to ooze out of you. Starting a business has to be the most important thing you want to achieve in your life, and you have to put your heart into it. If you go into business with the intention of just making money without much thought as to the kind of business you want, let me guarantee you, you will struggle. Because when the going gets tough, and it will, money won't be enough to keep you motivated. So there has to be a bigger purpose, a love of what you're doing. And that love will keep you going and stop you quitting during the inevitable tough times. As many of you know, I'm a huge fan of the founders of online graphic design platform Canva. The founders of Canva, Mel and Cliff, took 18 months of constant rejection before they found someone to back their idea. Their passion and their vision was to build a business that would allow anyone to create beautiful designs. And it was that passion which sustained them through the tough times. And today, Canva is worth $3.6 billion. The second big mistake people make when starting a new business is failing to plan. People will throw money at things like marketing, fancy premises, stock, and all kinds of things, yet they won't invest in the number one thing that will make the most difference to the business, and that is time spent sitting down and thinking through the business. Your starting point must be a business plan. And you need to write it down in black and white. Don't give me that, I've been thinking about this all my life and it's up here in my head. I can absolutely guarantee that when you transfer what's in your head into a proper business plan, you'll realise how little thought 
you've actually put into your idea. Research shows that having a business plan doubles, yep, doubles your chances of success. It is that important and crucial to your success. It doesn't have to be a 50-page document, but doing your research and putting some time into planning and preparation before you start your business can save you a lot of time, money, and heartache. It is so important that I'll focus the entire next episode of this series on how to do a business plan the right way. Let me say here, though, a business plan is a living document. It's not something you do, then wipe your brow and say, phew, I'm glad that's done. It becomes your Bible, your blueprint to follow when developing the business. Once your business is underway, you'll get caught up in the frantic pace of actually running the business. You'll be immersed in the business. But constantly referring to the business plan will force you to work on the business, to constantly be reminded of the big picture, the roadmap, the benchmarks you've set for success. Which brings me to the final failing, not getting support. Even the most successful founder will admit they can't succeed by themselves. Going it alone in business can be isolating, hard, and frankly, it plays with your head. But there are an enormous number of local and online support groups where you can find people who understand the challenges you're facing. They can support you when you need help or even be a sounding board for your ideas and problems. Start with your local Chamber of Commerce and Business Enterprise Centre. They have great networking functions, professional development programs and resources. My flying solo online platform, which is for solo entrepreneurs, has a very active forum too, where members help each other every single hour. You'll find it at flyingsolo.com.au. Now, one of the major reasons businesses fail is because of burnout of the owner. They're usually the ones who think that hard work equals success, rather than realising working smarter equals success. Working day and night and all weekend is not a recipe for success. It's a recipe for disaster. It's about balance. Business owners who brag to me about how they haven't taken a holiday in years and work such long hours get my sympathy, but not my respect. I immediately think about how they're putting their business at risk by being burnt out and grumpy. Taking time out, catching up with friends, looking after yourself and having other interests outside of business are what fuels productivity, creativity and innovation. Remember to ask for help when you need it. Friends, family, colleagues, there are lots of people in your life ready and willing to help. You don't have to do everything by yourself. Looking after yourself is as important as looking after your business. It'll help you feel healthier and happier, and the results will show in your business as well. I religiously schedule in downtime with the family. I schedule at least four workouts at the gym a week, and I deliberately slow down my pace when I think it's getting too much. 
So finding and following your passion, planning for success, seeking the support you need and looking after yourself will build such a great platform for success. So I'm guessing that by now you're realising that no matter which way you look at it, launching a business involves risk. You're risking the security of your full-time job, a hefty chunk of your savings, or even just risking your own reputation. There's a lot to consider, but you can make an informed decision by following these four simple steps. Number one, make a plan, write it down. After all the thinking, talking and dreaming comes the hard part. Writing it down so someone else can understand that your dream is a genuine business opportunity. As I've said, I'll cover writing a business plan in the next episode of this podcast series. It's a sort of (laughs) sobriety test for bright entrepreneurs with a great new idea and a must if you're planning on approaching investors. It's about asking yourself the tough questions and then answering them. Secondly, though, assess your own skills. If you've already achieved success in your chosen field, work out what skills contributed to that success. Startups are created by people from all sorts of different backgrounds with an equally wide range of skills. The hard bit can be assessing what you're not good at, the key skills you don't bring to the business, which could affect its chances of success. To even start a business, you need to be a pretty confident person, confident in yourself. That's great. Just don't be overconfident in yourself and paper over your own weaknesses. Be brutally honest in what you're not very good at and then develop a plan to either plug those leaks by focusing on learning those new skills yourself or just hire someone whose strength is these skills. Either way, you've got to find a solution to your own skills gap. Then make sure the timing is right. When launching a new business, timing can be everything. Look, there may never be a right time to launch, but through careful planning, you might find a time which is more favourable than another. For example, start with your current employment situation. Write down your current salary package and all the benefits which come along with it. You know, accumulated holidays, sick leave, maternity leave. Then think about what life would be like without it while you're in the startup phase of your business. Can you afford to live without it? Do you have enough savings to sustain your life's cash flow? Could you work without the structure around you? Look at the phase you're in in your own life. For example, battling health issues or balancing a new baby with starting a new business may be just too stressful for some. It's a very personal assessment, but one which needs to be done. It's also important to analyse the economy and the market to figure out when to take the leap. Is there a current need for your product or service? Is there a trend for growth in your chosen industry? How long will it take to establish yourself and will the market have moved on in that time? What's the competition like? When it comes to timing, arm yourself with all the facts 
and be realistic. And finally, learn through experience and learn through failure. Look, I can give you all the advice in the world, but just like riding a horse or skiing for the first time, starting a business is both exciting and frightening. If you misjudge a turn, you'll almost certainly crash and hurt yourself. And I guarantee it will happen. And you know what? It's called experience. And it will make you better in the long run. And the fact is, you won't succeed if you're not willing to fail a few times along the way. Get up, dust yourself off and keep going. Britain's legendary wartime Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, famously said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. Okay, so now you know why most businesses fail. So let me share with you my nine-step checklist to starting a successful business. Number one, does your idea already exist? Yes, your idea is brilliant, but something you've always wanted to do and friends and relatives are so impressed with what you're planning. But um, what if someone else has beaten you to it? There's a big wide world full of wannabe entrepreneurs out there. One of them may have beaten you to the punch. So start researching online whether there are companies doing what you want to do. If someone else has a head start, don't be discouraged. Carefully research what they're actually doing and determine whether they have every base covered or whether you can do it better and offer customers a better product or service which sets you apart from the competition. And get to know your audience. Who's going to buy your product or service? Sure, your family and friends have said, oh, they'll be customers. But that's not nearly enough to keep your business going. The more you know about your real customers, the ones who are willing to pay, the more successful you'll be. So identify, study, test, and develop your ideas with your target audience, even while you're still building the business. In fact, successful founders don't launch a perfect product. They get it to, say, 70% complete, and then let customers, through their feedback, develop the last 30% so it's perfectly tailored to their needs. And then ask yourself, are you really sure that you want to go it alone? I've covered this earlier, but I have to ask again because it's that important. It's a massive decision. It's a lot of work, and I guarantee it will come with stress. So are you in the right headspace to do it? If there's any inkling of doubt, any reason you can't be 110% committed, then stop and think about it. Have a good hard look at yourself. Be clear on your goals. Be honest about your strengths and weaknesses and weigh up the pros and cons of you doing it yourself. The higher the self-awareness, the sharper your focus, the better your preparation of getting it done. And a big question, where will the cash come from? Unless you're some rich kid convincing your parents to back you or using an inheritance, you'll need cash 
to fund the start of the business. Now, many founders bootstrap the early days of their business by using their own cash or putting expenses on the credit card. That cash can quickly run out. Alternatives range from bank loans and business grants through to crowdfunding. That's raising money from the public on platforms like GoFundMe, Possible or on Market. Right the way through to startup investors and venture capitalists. Because you can't run a business without startup capital. Next, a business plan provides the roadmap for your success. There it is again, a business plan. Don't want to nag you, but it really is important enough for me to mention it three times in one episode, and it's a sole focus of the next episode of this series. You'll be asked to think about your product, a SWOT analysis, target customers, financing, costs, pricing, all sorts of things, but that's next in the series. Think about marketing right from the start. Start with securing a web domain for your business, which will heavily influence the overall name of your business. If you can't get a website which reflects your name, then you may need a different name. Lock down social media accounts, the online resources you'll need, brand identity, and the best marketing avenues to get through to your ideal customer. I'll go through marketing in much more detail in a later episode. And you've got to think about insurance, accountants, lawyers, and licenses. No one starts a business <laughs> because they love administration, but it is crucial to get it done in order to protect the success of your fledgling empire. Apply for an Australian business number, or ABN, and register for an Australian business account to organise and manage licences and permits. Talk to a business insurance broker to make sure all the essential protections are in place for premises, stock, staff, customers, and you. Accountants and bookkeepers can provide advice on the appropriate business structure, you know, whether you be a sole trade or a company or a partnership. And they'll set up management accounts to provide constant financial feedback. Plus, they'll make sure your tax is done right. That's really important. More detail on all of that later in the series. And have you considered an exit strategy? Now, it may seem a little strange to think about getting out of the business at the very start, but it's not a bad thing to be mentally prepared. How long do you want to be in the business for? Is there a natural buyer who could pay big bucks if it's a success? You've got to think about that now. And finally, ask yourself if your business has the right name. Now, I've deliberately left this as the last step. Would-be entrepreneurs tend to spend an inordinate amount of time at the start pontificating about the name of their business. Sure, it's important, but get through these first eight steps to see whether the idea is a goer before putting effort into a name. You'll be stuck with the business, hopefully for a long time, so make sure the name is marketable from the start. Okay, that's enough info to get you started and thinking about what value you offer your customers, where you'll get your cash from, the admin you need to think about and where customers will actually come from. 
In the next episode, we'll create that business plan that I've been banging on about. And remember, if you want to learn more, head to the Koshy's Business Builders website. There are plenty of articles and videos to help build a successful business. That's koshysbusinessbuilders.com.au. Good luck. And when you're ready to take the next step in building a successful small business, I'll be here waiting. Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business was presented by David Kosh. Producer, Melody Ruiz. Executive Producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound Production by Darcy Thompson. Listener.